members of Ramsey Solutions, broadcasting from the pods, moving, and storage studios. It's the Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual amazing relationships. The one and only Jade Warshaw Ramsey personality is my co-host today as we answer your questions about your life and your money. The call is free at 888-825-5225, and some say it's worth exactly what you pay for it. All right, let's go to Michael in Topeka, Kansas to kick off this hour. Hey, Michael, how are you? Good, good. How are you doing? Better than I deserve. What's up? Hey, so I've uh, I appreciate all the insight you've given me over the years. You've you've really helped me in my in my personal life and just to make you know more sound decisions. So thank you, thank you for that. Well, thank you. Hey, so I I had some friends who they reached out to me last year and they said, hey, we've got this business and you know we've we're we're kind of struggling. We bought it and it it didn't really have the sales that we thought it would and they were always trying to get me to go and, and sell for them. And I was saying, Hey, you know, I've got a full-time gig. It's not something that I could really fully commit to, you know, I, you know, if you could, you know, send me your last year's P and I'll, I'll try to see what I can do, but it, uh, you know, it didn't, it didn't look too good. I mean, in their first year, they, I think they netted only, you know, $10,000 and that was after paying some employees. So it wasn't doing very good. And I, you know, these were good friends of mine and, you know, they'd helped me out when I was in kind of a bind one time. So I said, Hey, you know, let me, let me see what I can do towards the end of this year. And I'll make some cold calls around the area and see what I can do to help generate some sales. Well, now they're starting to, they're starting to, you know, net roughly, you know, anywhere from six to $8,000 in a month. So they're, they're doing a lot better now. And they're still asking me like, Hey man, we'd really like to see if you could, you could come in and, and do this full time for us. And, you know, I just don't really even know how to, how to structure a deal. You know, it's, it's a couple guys and another individual and one of the individuals wants to get out and, you know, they've got $110,000 in debt. So, you know, I, I'm saying, Hey, I don't want to, I don't want to invest in this or absorb any debt, but you know, I could do some sales. You can't really work sure as a contractor. You can't just work as a as contracted labor for them. Well, and that's, that's kind of what I propose, but you know, that's something I've never done. You know, I've, Again, I have, I have a full-time gig, and it was something where I didn't really invest that much time. I mean, I made like three or four phone calls and was able to generate some some sales in a very short period of time. Really just did this, you know, kind of what do you What do you make, Michael, now? Currently? Yeah. Um, roughly, you know, 100, 150, mm-hmm. 160. And you, and you sell now for a living? Yes, I do. You, you don't like the company you work for? I do. I, you know, I, I, they've treated me very well and, and I like them. And I, I think, I, it, I think know, it was very kind of you to help your friends. Um, there's a fur difference in, um, throwing them a lifeline and getting in the boat with them. Mm-hmm. I think I'm going to stay out of this boat. It sounds like it's sinking. Is that what you're, yeah, okay. You, you right. got one guy wanting to get out. They didn't know how to turn a profit till they got you to make sales. And now they want you to come in there and make sales and be an owner with them. Um, there's just, uh, there's more can go wrong with this whole scenario. This isn't like two guys that were successful and said, come join us. These are two guys that couldn't do it and said, come join us. Yeah. That's yeah. And that, you know, it's not a, I mean, if they weren't your friends, you would be laughing. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately. And that's, and that's been kind of the, the challenges you know, I'm trying to explain to them, you know, say, hey, here's, here's the sales product. They're not really sales guys. You know, they're, yeah. 
they own another side business. It was just if you want to keep helping them, you know, and keep your gig and keep helping them to get, you know, until they can get a good salesperson hired, maybe you even help them train that guy and they pay you one-offs for doing that. That's fine. But don't, don't go get in this boat. It's leaking. How would you, how would you? Yeah, I appreciate that. Can if I it were, if it were me, I would just set up some kind of commission for yeah. every sale that I make, say that this is the percentage I want and you're just structured, you know, on 1099 and, and it's just easy, just like that. And for that, I'll make yeah. sales and I'll also help you as your friend train your first salesperson if you'll get them hired. Yeah. But yeah. I'm not, but I'm not well, coming over there. I appreciate it. I mean, that was the direction I was thinking of yeah. it as well. You know, I've got some really, I've yeah. got, I've got one really good friend who's a banker. Can you imagine if I wanted to, no, I'm not going with him. Right. He's a banker. <laughs> I like him anyway, but he's a banker. You know, no, right. I'm not doing that just because he's my friend. No, I mean, there, there's a difference here. I mean, what are you supposed to do with your life? And, you know, it does not align. You know, the only thing pulling you here is your need to be good to your friends, mm-hmm. which makes you a good guy. But don't don't let that pull you into this boat. Yeah, definitely not in any ownership capacity, as it sounded like they're trying to get you in there. I would just. Yeah. Yes, I'll take a commission for every sale I make. And I'd put a, I'd probably start with a really short time limit on that too. Hey, let's try this for a couple of months. And if it goes well, we can extend it. Just be very clear with whatever terms you write, put it in writing. We'll do a part-time gig and Mm -hmm. I'll go over here as a side hustle and help you guys get this thing up and running until you get somebody hired. And then I'll help you train them. I'll, I'll bust it for 90 days. During that 90 days, you got to get somebody hired. During the next 90 days, I'll train them. And then I'm out of here and you guys are going to sail this boat by yourself love it that's a plan good 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 point jade very good point so good rule of thumb is this and michael's coming at this a little bit differently but in entree leadership we run into this all the time and i'm now the new host of the entree leadership podcast if you haven't heard so it's a small business podcast answering questions so jump in on that but one of the things we tell folks in that world all the time is and i see it with small business i mean and guys well, girls do it too. Uh, gals do it too. But the way I always see it is a cup, about three guys are sitting around having a beer and then they decide they're going to open a something together. Oh, gosh. And this is the, and every one of them are dumber than a rock. <laughs> and the idea is dumber than a rock, but by God, we're going to do it together. And their wives are telling yeah. them, please don't do this. Please don't yeah, do this. <laughs> with, with guys, if we're going to go in the construction business or we're going to do whatever, ladies open a dress shop. And these are just guaranteed ways to end up not friends at the end of it to end up losing money at the end of it and we tell people all the time in those situations the only ship that won't sail is a partnership stay out of that one okay that one sinks and so if you if if you really do want to go in business with your friend one of you own it and the other one work for them if you're really going to do it so um, michael the only way i would even consider moving over there is if you bought this business that's that's losing and horrible for a dollar and the guys that can't run it get to be your new employees. Um, but I wouldn't do that either, by the way, in this case. But um, but that's the only way I'm going to do it. I'm going to be in control of the situation mm-hmm. because there's all these things that we call the D's that can happen. Mm-hmm. Um, divorce. Yes. Drug use. Default. Disability. Death. When any of these huh. happen to your partner, you get to work with your partner's spouse after that. Mm-hmm. Yikes. So he gets a divorce. Two, two old boys start something that's successful. They get a divorce. All of a sudden, what you're working with your buddy's ex-wife because she got the business in the divorce. Yeah. This is woo Yeah. See what I mean? 
Yeah, that's scary stuff. Bad and, and plan. The contracts are never, it's never in writing very well. Even There's always writing, this gray area. Death will undo it, that's even true. if it's in writing. This is The Ramsey Show. Hey guys, it's Rachel Cruz here to tell you about a faith-based alternative to health insurance that can make healthcare more affordable. Christian Healthcare Ministries. CHM allows members to share each other's healthcare costs and it's as easy as one, two, three. Step one, choose the healthcare provider you want. Step two, submit your eligible bills. And step three, get reimbursed. CHM members take care of your eligible medical bills. With no network and the freedom to choose your healthcare provider, CHM is the best option for Christians who want to take care of their families and help other believers. Find out more at chministries.org slash budget. That's chministries.org slash budget. Jade Warshaw, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today. Thank you for joining us, America, with debt payments and now with inflation, stealing more and more of your paycheck. We know a lot of folks are scared out there. And uh, you hear the rumors of banks collapsing and you hear all these things and you're, you can't you know, hardly afford your groceries. We understand. You know what? You shouldn't have to live that way. When Sharon and I went broke, we finally looked in the mirror and said, that's it. I've had it. I'm not going to be like this anymore. And, um, well, if you're ready to do some new things, if you want different results, you have to do different things, by the way. If you keep doing the same thing over and over again, expect a different result. That's called the definition of insanity, right? So you need to try something new. If you want a different result, if you don't like the way the, the, the Jade made famous brownies this week on uh, Instagram, I saw her Instagram. If you don't like the way the brownies turned out, you change the recipe, Woo. right? And so, hey, you want to change the recipe? It's time to get into Financial Peace University, our nine-lesson course that will teach you how to beat debt and build wealth. Nearly 10 million people have taken Financial Peace University, and uh, – that means that we're the largest and best-known personal finance, successful personal finance class in America. Hello. So check it out. Financial Peace University at RamseySolutions.com slash FPU. RamseySolutions.com slash FPU. Now, you've started a class, right? That's right. You're, you're coordinating a class, uh, a virtual class with like a 1,000 people in it. That's right. We're four four lessons in. You're doing like a fast, uh, faster than, you're doing more than yes. one a week. That's right. Most of the time when you hear about it, it's a nine-week course. We fast-tracked it. A lot of that was just to test out what that can be like in five weeks. And man, so you're these doing people, nine weeks in five. Nine weeks so in five two, weeks. So two lessons a week. Yep. Okay. And these people are cutting up credit cards, Dave. Well, that's what they're supposed they're to do. They're changing their lives. Yep. The, the point is they're not scared to make those changes, yeah. and I love that. Yeah, I mean, like a 1,000 people cutting up credit cards on Zoom. Yep. This is fun. Yep. They're raising their hand to say, I want to come on camera and cut up my credit cards. <laughs> I love it. I love it. On-air plastectomies. On-air plastectomies. We used to do those. <laughs> we used to do plastectomies a long time ago, and it would like be like the most creative way, and people would yeah. go on the air with their AR-15 and shoot them. Uh, they would go on the air with their uh, with their chipper, yeah. the log chipper. Yes, yes. You know, on the air with any, you know, blenders. We, we destroyed a lot that. of blenders in America back then. Well, yeah, because now Cause they're you metal. can never use it again after you run a credit card in it. So, because uh, you know it's toxic, right? <laughs> I, I think in the credit so card, the credit card companies are onto us, Dave, because they're they're making a metal now. The yeah. me- 
and well, they're hard to they're hard to cut ten through. Ten snips, ten snips. That'll do it. <laughs> Get out the old uh, grinder. Oh yeah, put them put it in the meat grinder. Yeah, yeah, if you're gonna if you're gonna make metal ones, we're gonna have to involve either firearms or power tools. Love it. Yeah. I'm here for it, Dave. Yeah, I'm in for this. This works. <laughs> or both. Firearms both. and power tools. This is yes. A, now I'm yes. having fun. All right. <laughs> Paul's with us in Indianapolis. Hey, Paul, welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hey, what's going on? Hey, man. How can we help? Hey, uh, so I am in, uh, let's see here, baby step four, five, six. Uh, I've got a friend who, uh, great man, really close friend, hardworking guy. Uh, he's going to buy a flip house. He's going to flip it. And he was, he's got an investor, but he was wanting me to maybe chip in. And, and so here's where I'm at is I'm struggling to, you know, really get in gear and pay off my house. Um, and so I've got this extra money sitting there and I'd like to invest it. Uh, I'm not going to invest it with him this time around. Cause it just seems like the numbers don't make sense. Uh, but I've got, I guess, two questions. One would be, is me investing in his little project, is that me putting him in debt? And would that change our, like, really close friendship? And should I just avoid that altogether? Or is that an investment? And then my, my backup question would be, convince me to pay off my house to, instead of putting twenty grand towards his little flip, uh, putting it on my house. Hmm. Well, we'll start with that one. If your house was paid for, and your friend came and said, Hey, go get a mortgage and we'll use that to do a flip with, what would you say? Uh, I tell him he, yeah. can, he can jump off that house. Yeah. Yeah. Go fly a kite. Uh, this is yeah, the same exactly. thing. This yeah. is the same thing. We just reversed it. Right. So exact same principle. Um, it's just, it's just, you know, the money's laying there and you hadn't put it on the house yet. Um, so it needs to go on the house. Now on the other thing, um, how are you all structuring the deal? Are you going to be partners? Like you're an owner with him? No, no. It, it's it's kind of like, hey, just give me this money, and in six months or maybe a year, I'll give you ten percent back. And I'm looking at, I'm like twenty grand, ten percent. Like you're gonna, I'm gonna make two thousand dollars on this, and it just seems so open ended that I'm not interested. But I think yeah. I, I know he'll get good at this, and he'll do it more and more, and then he'll come back to me in the future. And it's like, well, wait a minute, is there an underlying principle that I should say no from principle? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, well, you are loaning him money. You're the more, you're the yeah. banker. You're the banker. Yeah. If you want to be in the banking business with your friend, that's, you can do that. I don't, I don't. There but, you go. I mean, that's what it is. It's a loan. He's not asking you to give him the money. It's not a gift. Mm-hmm. He's going to repay the loan plus 10% at his convenience when it sells. <sighs> and I don't want to be the bank. That's the loan. It's a loan. Pressure. I don't want to. Can I tell you, a, make, can okay. I tell you a quick yeah, story, Paul? I have fam- I have a family member who has that relationship with a lot of their her friends, and the relationship yeah. is I'm giving you this money, you're going to go invest in property, or I'm giving you this money, and you're going to go do this. And sometimes it takes longer for these things to pay out if they pay out. And there has been times where we've gone out to dinner, and maybe we're at that person's restaurant that she invested in, and instead of saying, "Hey, do you want to go eat at my friend's restaurant?" The language is, hey, let's go eat here. He owes me anyway. Oh, this is my good friend. And do you see what I'm saying? Now it's a transaction between them. She's thinking, oh, he owes me money. I'm just going to go eat here for free. After all, I invested here. So it changes the way. Mm -hmm. Yikes. Yeah. 
Yeah, you can. You can. He can say, "Give me the money," all he wants, but he means loan me the money. Yeah, yeah. Because that's that's the actual business arrangement that you're coming to. And if you put that in writing, and you loaned him money, and he gave you ten percent back, um, yeah, you're. If you, the principle is yes, the borrower is slave to the lender. You just change the relationship. That's the principle you're violating. The second principle you're violating is dumber than crap. <laughs> to make only 10% on 20 grand tied up for an I indefinite know, right? period of time in a high risk scenario with a guy who does not have a proven track record. I would dump it in mutual funds 6,000 times before mm-hmm. I would put it in that. Um, if you want to do flips, go do flips. If he's going to give you 50% of the profits and there's $6,000 of profit and you put in 20 grand, now we got something to the numbers actually give me a reason to think. But 10%, pfft, <laughs> no, thank you. No, thank you. No deal. Ding, no ding, deal. ding, ding, ding. Walk, 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 walk. Hey, guys, if you want to help us out, we would appreciate some help. And as a matter of fact, a bunch of you have been doing it because our numbers are way up on the podcast, way up on our ratings. Thank you. So share this show. If you watch it on YouTube or you listen to it as a podcast or you listen to it on talk radio or TBN, tell people about it, whether it's through a link, just click the little linky thing and do it. If it's a podcast, right? Subscribe to the show. If you're doing it as a podcast or YouTube, follow, subscribe, whatever it is in that particular genre, jump in there and, and, and make it to where it regularly shows up. Both of these things really help the algorithm. And the other thing that helps put it forward and lets people see it that never even heard of us before is if you rate it with five stars. Now, we don't really need any one-star ratings. Your mother said if you ain't got anything nice to say, don't say nothing at all. So just stay away. If you want to troll, troll something else. But uh, – yeah, seriously, we need high five-star ratings, and we need follows, and we need shares. Mm-hmm. And if you do that, it doesn't cost you anything. If you like what you hear, tell people about it. Uh, Sharon and I went to the preview of this movie that uh, just came out uh, last week. We went to the preview about th- four weeks ago, the Jesus Revolution movie. So good. It is so absolutely good. fabulous. And see, that's what you do, what you and I just did. Yeah. You, when you see something great, you we share talk about it. it. Mm-hmm. I just shared it. Jesus Revolution. Go watch the Go movie. Go watch. It's it so is good. Hand, it's very well done. Mm-hmm. Very well acted. Incredible story arc. Very well written. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. the actual story and the story behind the story are all fabulous. Very good. Jesus Revolution. Go watch it. It's incredible. See, that's what you do. You, you like something, you bad. share it. You give them a five-star review. Yes. We just gave them five stars just then. This is The Ramsey Show. Jade Washaw, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today in the lobby of Ramsey Solutions on the debt-free stage. Richard and Angela are with us. Hey, guys, how are you? Hi. Great. Thank you. Welcome. Where do you guys live? Uh, Stockton, California. (laughs) All right. Good to have you guys. Welcome. And how much debt have you paid off? We paid off $310,525. Love it. Ooh, yes. yes. How long did this take? It took 33 months. Wow. Wow. And your range of income during that time? Uh, started off at uh, 173000 and went up to 131000 231? No, 131. Uh, I went from 173 down to 131. No, let me repeat that. Am I got it backwards? 73,000. Oh, from 73 to 130. Oh, I misunderstood. My fault. Okay, cool. What do y'all do for a living? 
I am a resource specialist at a community college. Mm-hmm. And I'm a uh, material store supervisor to the state of California. I recently retired. Oh, congratulations. Cool. Thank you. Yes. All right. So you put $10,000 a month towards this average. Now, you must have had some money you put through, you threw at this. What kind of debt was this you paid off? Oh, it was everything. <laughs> it was um, dental bills, credit card bills, um, home remodeling bills, and it was two houses. Whoa! Whoa. Your home included? Yes. All right! Wow! So you're 100% debt free. <laughs> yes, yes, we are. We are looking at weird <laughs> people, especially in California. <laughs> yes. Wow! Way to go, guys. Congratulations. Thank you. Okay, so three, almost three years ago, Yes. some kind of a switch flipped. What happened that got you guys on this Ramsey stuff? Well, our journey with Dave Ramsey started well before that. It actually started in 2006, 2007. Uh, we took Financial Peace University with our church, mm-hmm. and after we completed the class, we were kind of doing Ramsey-ish. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a rental home that we owed less money on than we owed on our credit cards, so we kind of decided to flip the switch a little bit, and we were going to pay that house off first and then pay everything else off. Mm-hmm. Well, lo and behold, 2008 and nine came, and I got laid off. Mm-hmm. So um, that kind of changed things quite a bit. Um, I took another job working part-time, full-time, and um, 10 years later, several jobs later, you know, here we are. Mm. Well, I, I would like to when say. When did you lean in and stop being ish 33 months <laughs> well, ago? Well, we leaned in and stopped being ish um, when we got the house paid off. But we went back to using credit cards and such when I got laid off. So we got all that taken care of. And then, you know, we thought we were doing okay. And uh, we took your class again at another church and we decided this is what we want to do we want to now it's time oh so you really you really got like a d in the first class and so you had to go back and repeat the class (laughs) and get your a sometimes it's like that dave sometimes it takes a couple of times to make it stick am i right right yes yes Mm -hmm. well i'm glad it did Ah. stick hey what are these houses worth i'm just curious uh, well, one is worth uh, about five hundred and eighty thousand, uh-huh. and the other one is worth three hundred and fifty thousand. So, are you guys like baby step millionaires? Yes, we Let's are. Go. Yes, yes. Um, this plan is so good. Even if you have to, it it works. I mean, yes. here we are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very uh, cool. I I would like to say uh, I, I I retired because I got injured on the job. And then I started getting sick, and I started having what you call TIAs. Mm. Uh, Well, the last one put me in the hospital, and and so that that kind of solidified it with us to just retire Mm because I had to get some shoulder surgery and some back surgery, and just the nerves in my back and neck is all all messed up. So it was just best for me to retire. So I was able to retire and. We were able to get out of debt. Sounds like a lot of years of really hard work. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. it was. So 33 months ago, we had a plan. 
we decided that we were going to sell our primary house in Stockton and we were going to move into that paid off rental property in Sacramento. Mm -hmm. And that place had been a rental for well over 25 years. So we were going to remodel it and we were just going to turn it into our dream home. We were really going to make it ours. So we put our house up for sale and we got connected with a bad realtor and some shoddy contractors. We had to sue one of the contractors. Uh-oh. Yes, we had to sue them. But before we put it up for sale, our real estate agent, she came in and she wanted us to make a few changes. She said, oh, I think you need to remodel the kitchen. The house will sell much faster if you remodel the kitchen. And you need new carpet upstairs. You need bathroom floors. Change your blinds. And we did all of that. Uh-huh. And guess how we paid for it? Ca- I hope cash. Please tell <laughs> me. <laughs> with that credit card. No! With one of the 11 credit cards that we paid off. So our plan was to put all of this on credit and then pay it off, you know, when we sold the house. Then the kitchen's in and she <laughs> likes the house again and she decides yes. to stay. Well, yeah. the house, uh, we had a person who wanted to buy. They were a first-time home buyer. Uh, it went into escrow and the deal fell through. So in the meantime, you know, we're starting to pack and we're excited about moving and getting the contractor started. And they really wanted to start soon because it was, you know, the beginning stages of COVID. They had that transportation issue going on where, you know, stuff was just sitting on docks and such. And so uh, our contractor said, well, you know, we don't know if we're going to be able to get this in three months. So, mm. you know, we need to sign this deal now. So we did. Uh, bottom line, we ended up telling them we no longer needed their services. Yeah. They threatened to sue us. Mm-hmm. We had to get a lawyer mm. to basically threaten to sue them and so on. And so, by the grace of God, we were able to get out of this contract. And my husband said, we need to sell it. Mm. Mm. And, and I will say that um, um, when I first heard your program, I had just b- bought a brand new truck. And it seemed like everything you said was, sell the truck, sell the truck, <laughs> sell the truck. We love that oh, truck. I love the truck. Oh. <laughs> and, yes. and so I did. Now I, that I, you are completely free, how does it feel? Well, it feels great. It really does. But it just really took a long time to get there. Yeah. You know, we, we went through so much, particularly with this contractor, yeah. because, you know, probably now about, I don't know, 20-something months into this, you know, we're standing in front of a house that looks like it's been totally abandoned, mm. boarded up windows, boarded up doors, and, you know, the contractor kept telling us, oh, the windows are coming in, the doors are coming in, but bottom line, we're standing there in front of a house that used to make $2,000 a month in income that we would use to 
pay on our other house. Angela, I'm going to short circuit you because yes. you're going to miss your debt free screen. Oh, if no. I don't, okay. don't want to do that. You're free now. Thank That's you. what matters. The no. good news is you made the corner. I apologize for interrupting you. I'd no, love to hear the whole story. No but Richard and Angela, Stockton, California, baby steps, millionaires, 311 paid off in 33 months, making 73 to 131. Ready? Count it down. Let's hear a debt free scream. Three, Three two, two, one. one. We're debt free! Quite a journey to get there, but worth the trip. Worth the journey. I know, that's right. This is The Ramsey Show. If you're a new listener and you're still trying to figure out what all of these code words we use around Ramsey are, like baby steps or debt snowballs or all that, hey, jump on the website at RamseySolutions.com. Click the Get Started button. Uh, It's all completely free, and it will show you exactly where you are financially in the baby steps, start to teach you the vernacular, the things we're talking about around here, and how we're showing people this, because a little bit of... Sometimes people that have been listening to this show for 15 years call in and we talk to them. And if you really hadn't been around, you don't even know what we all just said. And so we want to te- we want to get you in the loop on that. We got a bunch of new listeners and new viewers out there, and uh, we want to be able to help you. RamseySolutions.com slash dot com. It's a free service. Click the Get Started button. Sarah is in San Francisco. Hey, Sarah, welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hello, it's an honor to speak to you both today. You too. What's um, up? I had a, um, I have a question. So I have a couple brokerage accounts with more than five hundred thousand in them, and I was wondering if I needed to worry about SIPC limits of protection um, and break up those accounts between different brokerage firms. Um, The SIPC, I mean, you've got the money invested in stocks or bonds or mutual funds, right? Yes. Okay. So if that brokerage uh, company went broke, it doesn't, you don't lose your money. This is not like a bank account. Okay. Because you own, you own, what have you got it in? Stocks or what? What's, What's it in? Um, yeah, mutual funds, um, a few bonds. Okay. You um, have an actual account that owns, I mean, you own a bond, you own, uh, a mutual fund, you own mutual fund shares. So if the company that is giving you access to those shares goes broke, you don't lose the shares. You just, you just have to find a different way to access them. So the SIPC has more to do with if they're fraudulent, they steal your money or something like that. But if you actually have statements showing you know account numbers and ownership positions in these things you actually own something the way you would lose your money is if the companies that you owned went broke (laughs) like the stock that you owned went broke does that make sense like if you had apple stock and apple went out of business i'll make i'll make it up i'll just pretend let's say you let's say your brokerage accounts are with merrill lynch if merrill lynch goes broke you don't lose your money because you're not invested in Merrill Lynch. They're just the access portal through which you are handling your investments. It's different than if you put your money in a bank, the bank takes possession of that money. They, I mean, you have an account there, but mm-hmm. they're not a broker. They are owning that money, and they can screw that up, as happened in your neighborhood last week, Sarah. Which what got yeah, you thinking about this? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, that's what got you thinking that's about good this. Question. Yeah, it's a di- good question. It's a different 
uh, situation. So, no, I mean, if you want to do that, that's fine. I have all of my investments with one brokerage account, one broker, one brokerage firm, one advisor, one of our smart investor pros. Okay. Uh, I don't need seven and, and it's millions and I, I don't need seven different people and to get SIPC protection. Cause I actually own mutual funds in XYZ mutual fund. And I, I actually own something there. And so that's the difference. And so that's a good way of reminding everybody this. You don't make money when I used to work for a guy a thousand years ago. He said, don't be a loaner, be an owner. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So when you put money in a bank, you're loaning them your money and they're paying you interest, not much, but they're paying you interest. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you put money into an investment, you're an owner. Yeah. So if you want to make money, you need to be an owner, not a loaner. There's never any money with putting your money in a bank. And so um, apparently even owning the bank is bad. But <laughs> Well, you know, I, I get where her question is coming from. I was watching the Today Show this morning and they were going over what you should do with your money. And they were saying, you know, if you have over $500,000 in the bank, you know, you're only covered up to two hundred fifty, So to break it up and all these things. And I'm thinking to myself, who's why do you have just $500,000 just sitting in the bank? Like, go invest that money. Exactly. You shouldn't have. <laughs> go. Just go invest it. And uh, we talked about this on the air yesterday, but we'll just segue into it for a second. You need to understand a lot of people are are panicking right now. And if you didn't hear us talk about this yesterday over that uh, one bank collapsing, actually, and then the FDIC stepped in and uh, scored some other banks in a similar situation, two more, probably going to see a couple more go Mm -hmm. down. The FDIC is probably going to take them over. But these are not banks that are uh, your neighborhood bank. Right. Okay. Uh, 88% of the depositors had more than 250000 in there. This was a bank full of money from tech startups, venture mm-hmm. capitalists, hedge fund, the uber rich. It's in Silicon Valley. Okay. So this was not your grandmother's CD right. at the bank. This is not what was going on over there. It was a completely different scenario. And so the typical bank would be the other way around. They would have like 88% would be covered. Right. The 88% of their deposits are 60% or 65% of their deposits are under Mm $250,000. And so they've got full FDIC coverage for all of their depositors uh, that are, you know, that fall into that. Now, again, I, in my local bank, I have over. 250 with mm-hmm. our businesses and lot mm-hmm. well over that mm-hmm. but i'm not worried about my local bank i did not pull money out because the banking system right. is collapsing <laughs> it's not okay it's just not so you're you're gonna be okay calm down and don't rush out and buy gold <laughs> and don't rush don't rush out and buy crypto help okay? us dave and this is just calm your butt down so that's not her, not, not, I mean, she's asking yeah, a reasonable she, yeah. question because she's got this right in her face. It's in her neighborhood, but, and it's a different kind of a question. It's a great question, by the way, sir. But the, uh, yeah, but, but, but overall, you know, overall folks, the, the, the whole, and the other thing that happened from this was the bond market. It, they were, they were liquidating a bunch of bonds and the bond market, uh, the, uh, surged causing rates to go down. Mm-hmm. 
simultaneously mortgage rates went down mm-hmm. so if you're going to buy a house and you want to lock in a mortgage <laughs> call churchill mortgage today, today and get your mortgage locked in before it goes back up by the end of the freaking week and this stuff calms down good point so you might save as much as a half of a percent this hey, week let's go if you move on this fast uh and and so if you're thinking about buying a house in the next few months that you can get like 90 day locks and stuff with your mortgage company like churchill mortgage that we recommend mm-hmm. go do that it changes everything Open phones at 888-825-5225. Sergio's in Dallas. Sergio, what's up? Hey, thank you so much for taking my call, Dave. Sure. How can we help? Uh, well, long story short, um, my wife's grandparents, which are still alive, they uh, kind of gifted her their home, but they're kind of they're selling it too, but it's going to be taken out of her inheritance. And we... We took it. It's in a different town and everything, but we took it. We're actually in the process of moving in right now. And uh, my question is what to do with our existing house right now. You have a mortgage on it? Yes, I'll sell it. About 50000 Sell it. Okay. You don't have enough money to be in the rental business. You don't have the money to pay for that house. The other house okay. paid for that Granny gave you? Yes. So now you're debt free yeah there you go if you were 100 percent debt free would you would you think if you call me up and said hey jade i want to buy a rental property and go in debt what would jade tell you uh guessing what you told me (laughs) (laughs) bingo no you wouldn't do it i don't think that you would search the country to find your house as the perfect rental house so that's the best way to look at it get rid of it live in the house that you're in debt free that's exciting stuff where are the grandparents yeah, now? It's, it's, it's a big blessing. They're in a nursing home. Oh, okay. Very sad. We're actually in the process of, we're having an estate so right now, mm-hmm. selling other stuff. And, and the house has been sad. deeded to you and your wife? Uh, not officially, but yes, that's... that's no, honey, happen. there is no, there's only one. It's a yes or no. Get the deed! If the deed no. is not yours, the house is not yours. Yeah, you, you haven't got it. The real estate doesn't transact on a handshake, son. Go get the deed signed now or don't move in this house. This is family crap that's getting ready to go sideways, buddy. You're going to have a problem here. Get the deed in your name. There is no sort of kind of in real estate. That's not how it works. You're going to find out the hard way. What's up, guys? It's Jade. If you love the show and want a deeper dive on your money journey, we have a weekly newsletter that gives you trending and helpful articles and tips on following the Ramsey way. Just go to RamseySolutions.com today to sign up for our newsletter. Again, that's RamseySolutions.com to sign up for our weekly newsletter.